Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with his good friend, friend of the channel, Mr. Greg Dickerson. How you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. Good to see you. So at the end of episode two, which was a lot of fun, thank you for doing that, we talked about the Fed and can they get to where they need to get to? So uh, how do you want to kind of have this discussion? I think the Fed's uh, painted themselves into a nasty corner where all the options are bad. <laughs> the Fed, forever in doubt. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Yeah. So the Fed, they've lost credibility. Nobody believes anything that they say because they haven't done anything. They've been talking a lot for the last year, haven't made a move. And, you know, so this obviously they have to raise at least a half a point coming out of May. So the markets now did not believe the Fed were going to do anything. That's why you're seeing, you know, the sell-offs that we've seen here lately because the market's pricing in that half a point rate hike yep. and also the beginning of QT. Because mm -hmm. they have to do that now. They can't back off because no, Powell came yep. out and said, you know, and they have to make a move towards inflation. And, you know, they have to keep moving till they break something. I agree. So they have to break the stock market or they have to break the bond market. They got to break something. Uh, and they're not going to reverse course until something does break. And, you know, and that's what the market is still believing. A lot of investment managers out there, a lot of analysts, still believe the Fed is going to immediately reverse course after this half a point hike. There's a lot of speculation. They will not get to two or 3% by the end of the year. Mm. There won't be six or eight rate hikes because they can't, you know, that that's what the thinking is, is that they can't without the markets breaking and breaking to a point where they have to reverse course. The problem is you have all this inflation, yeah. you have declining demand, you know, there's a false narrative out there that the reason we're seeing inflation is because of demand it's not because of demand. It's because there's no supply and prices are shooting up. Um, and, you know, obviously there's demand, but not to the point of escalation in prices that we've seen. It's just because you can't get anything. Mm -hmm. um, and manufacturers and producers are, you know, uh, cutting back because they're making more and less. And now with China, I mean, we got a huge, huge blockade in, in the ports out there, one of the largest ports in the world in Shanghai. I mean, just thousands of boats sitting there waiting. So we haven't seen that yet. <laughs> That's coming. Yeah. And again, this this morning, China's talking about maybe having lockdowns in Beijing, right? I think Shanghai is the second largest city and Beijing's the first. I think I could be wrong, but not good, even if it's the other way around. I mean, shutting down Beijing like they're shutting down Shanghai is not going to be good for the supply so chain. For everybody listening, start your Christmas shopping now. Remember last year that you had to get it done by October? I bet you you're going to have to get it done before the end of the summer this year. Oh yeah, that's a good point, right? Go go shopping by July. Man, can you imagine? Oh my You'll God. see. They'll start talking about it here soon about, you know, the the issues with supply chain and getting stuff here for the holidays. Yeah. That, that's a great you know, point. First world problems, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's so let's talk about the Fed. I really do. So so I listened to Powell's talk. So he was interviewed Thursday. That was the game-changing things in the market. Basically, the stock market, or what I call the dumb money, said, oh, God, he's serious. He's going to raise 50 in May and probably 50 in June, which I called for months ago. Uh, now they believe him. I think they believe him. But that's still just one and a quarter, right? Yeah. I the scariest thing that Powell said, and I went back and found it a couple of different places, so it wasn't fake news. He basically quoted Paul Volcker. And he said the reason Paul Volcker broke inflation is he stuck to his guns, even when the market threw up. The fact that Jerome Powell is saying that now, I believe, I believe Powell is nothing but a guy who is telling the market what's coming. And he doesn't care if you don't listen. And I, I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to get raised to 3% by the end of the year. 
and then maybe 4% next year. What do you think? Yeah, they, they have to make a huge dent in inflation. They have to destroy demand. They have to slow down the economy. They think they can do it without causing recession, but that's the same Fed that said inflation is yeah. transitory. <laughs> the same mouth that said inflation is transitory until he had to capitulate. He was forced to capitulate from that statement is the mm -hmm. same mouth that's saying we're going to land this soft and we're not going to cause a recession. So what the market is realizing is, wait a minute, there's absolutely no way to land this softly. There's absolutely no way to backtrack. You're in an election cycle. This year is going to be over before we know it. Mm. So, you know, you're not going to get a hold of inflation this year. So yeah. they have to go into next year aggressively against inflation. So something's got to give somewhere. The political will, his boss is saying, you got to get a hold of inflation because people are starting to feel it. Rent, food, you know, fuel, vehicles, everything housing, you know, and those numbers aren't even in inflation, you know, the real rent escalations that have happened, the real <laughs> no. housing inflation that's happened, those aren't in the inflation numbers. They're, you know, they're yeah, I know, I, painting I, those numbers however they want. Yeah, and I did that. I did hear from Wall Street and your the analysts, mm -hmm. the ones that need inflows to make money to support their paycheck are going to tell you, oh, the Fed's going to back up, the Fed's going to back up. Exactly. The market in the bond market's telling you the Fed ain't backing up. They got an election coming. We got supply chain issues in China. This inflation ain't going anywhere and they have to hold course and they have to break it. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think, I think the Fed's really got to get, again, I've done a lot of research on Paul Volcker and the thing that he did to break inflation is he actually got the funds rate two full base, 200 basis points above inflation. He didn't have to have it there long, but you want to squash uh, demand, you, you raise rates that much, people just put their money in the savings account. They don't buy anything. Exactly. And, you know, that's kind of what you got to do. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, I tell you, it's just fascinating time. There is no playbook. We've never been here. We've no. never seen anything never. like this ever in the history of the world. Um, so, I mean, who knows where we could be, you know, rate wise by the end of the year where they have to go, you know, they have to get control of inflation because if they don't, I mean, then you're talking about forget recession. I mean, you're talking about, yeah. you know, who knows how, how, how bad it'll go because people, you know, so just understand what I just said. In a lot of areas, rent's doubling on people and you have gas and you have food and you have everything else going up. So you've probably destroyed about 30% of discretionary income and spending from people. And where that came from over the last two years was a lot of the, um, money that was put into people's pockets. Remember you and I said, the reason we're seeing so much inflation in the asset level, a lot of people, you know, during the bull, bull market thought I was crazy. They, they were saying a lot of the analysts that need inflows to pad mm -hmm. their pockets, like Kathy Wood specifically, mm -hmm. a, a fund like that is gonna tell you, markets go up forever, price goes up forever, keep throwing money in, we got a five-year vision. Mm -hmm. And the fundamentals are good because this is technology, this is innovation. <laughs> It's got nothing to do with the Fed putting a trillion dollars in the market, keeping interest rates low yeah. and giving all of the people in the country money, yeah. you know, through checks and this and that and the other. That's real money that went to the economy that people spent. Yeah. So that narrative on Wall Street was, oh, it's fundamentals. These valuations make sense. And then they would put in the fine print, well, given the rate environment, you know, and, yeah. you know, with zero risk, you know, basically effective rates of, of negative, mm -hmm. you know, that's free money. So now that's unwinding. So we had a deflation. Now mm -hmm. we're getting a repricing. 
And again, the market still hasn't priced in the effects of everything. They're only now pricing in, wait a minute, the Fed's serious. We better trim a little bit. When the Fed moves, there's going to be another little pop. Mm-hmm. And you know, then when we start feeling the effects of everything that we're talking about, supply chain, this, that, and the other, you'll see even more. Now, again, mm-hmm. this isn't bearish, negative, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's just reality. It just yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And you know, then you add the war on top of it. We have no idea where that's going to go, uh, or you know, escalate, de-escalate. You know, and who knows? You know mm-hmm. what's going to happen there. Um, it's 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 interesting, interesting times. Yeah, I, I think it's in in my opinion, and I think it's it's I think a lot of people would agree with this, but I'm curious if you you agree. I think the Fed is a year late in raising rates. I think what they did at the onset was kind of like their only option, right? We just shut down the economy. What the hell are we going to do? But they were too low for too long. They bet on the word transitory. It's, it's, they they again. I think they broke the housing market. And I think they broke the stock market with some of the readings I did this weekend. There's still a lot of leverage. A lot of people got the, you know these stimmy checks that we've talked about. They put it into Robinhood or Webull, and then they started borrowing debt. The amount of leverage in retail accounts today is frightening. And if we do have a, a bear market, and then we have capitulation, and then we have liquidation, woo, be some pain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and arguably it's time for a reset, and I think that's what markets are doing. You know, markets are resetting just like the residential housing market had to do, mm-hmm. and you know what we're experiencing right now. Just go back and look at 2018, you know, when the Fed started raising rates, hiking rates in 2018, I would argue that when you say they're a year or two late, um, what they're doing now, they should have done in 08, 09 and then oh. backed off. And, you know, that's where they really missed the boat because Good we've point. been in QE ever since 2009. It hasn't stopped. Good point. Um, and we've been in a very you know low rate environment pretty much since then. So they should have just stayed the course in 2018 because the markets were just, they were just throwing a fit. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, a crash or a collapse. I know that, you know, growth was slowing a little bit, but it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, with the pandemic, they should have pulled the, they should have pulled the foot off the gas as soon as markets re- rebounded, yeah. you know, as soon as the markets rebounded and we, we realized, wait a minute, this, this, you know, pandemic isn't as bad as we thought. When, when I say bad, I know people died and it was real and serious. What I mean is from an economic standpoint, yeah. it didn't, shut the world down like mm-hmm. they were anticipating mm-hmm. um, and it didn't wipe out the population like you know nobody knew what this yeah. thing was going to be yeah. and it did some real damage people mm-hmm. died you know mm-hmm. uh, but we didn't have to shut businesses down like we did and all those types of things could have avoided all that mm-hmm. um, instead they just kept doing that kept throwing money out there and just kept you know going you know yeah probably two years longer than they should have wow very cool I mean look I- at China look what's yeah. going on there I mean there's there's no reason for them to be reacting like they're reacting. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. They're, they're, I just saw some pictures. So I have family over in that part of the world, right? Olivia's from Taiwan. So I've been there. I've been to China multiple times. I don't understand. I mean, why would, I mean, that is, there's some weird, they're like putting cages around apartment buildings. So they don't want people to go so outside. My Crazy. thoughts are one of two things. Either they're just being super extra careful because they have such a huge tight population or they know something we don't and there's something really bad going on and they're just not telling us you know, another strain, another whatever. And I'm not a conspiracy guy or whatever. I'm just saying, if they're doing all that, it's probably not because it's the COVID that we're experiencing. That's just a mild cold. And if you're vaccinated, you probably don't even know you got it. Yeah. You know, with this new variant that's going around. Well, Um, yeah. Again, not to kind of pile on to conspiracy theory. I think one of the things that's become very obvious is their vaccine, whatever it was called, is not very, um, how should we say, not very good. And they refuse to take America's vaccines. 
Yeah. So I think it may be, you know, I, I'm not hearing any results of hospitalizations or, or, you know, stats on hospitalizations or deaths over there. Yeah. You probably couldn't trust it even if we did. <laughs> get that out. Yeah. Cause they didn't tell us the truth to begin with, but yeah. that's the only other thing is that it could be something that's really bad, but they're not Maybe. telling us. Maybe. Um, or they're just overreacting and they're just, they just think for whatever reason yeah. that they can somehow make it go away by locking people up. We already know that doesn't work. Yeah. I, I, again, I have family over there again, they're, you know, they're, they're nobody's in the hierarchy of anything, but their, their general feeling is their leader G very command and control very much. Don't move. It'll kill itself out mentality. Now that, you know, who knows what's really going on, but that's what they've told me over the weekend. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, what, again, I read this morning about Beijing kind of following Shanghai is very concerning because at this point, it's if you're gonna what did you shut down all of China right right now? Um, so obviously Tesla's factory was shut down for a long time. This morning, Foxcom, which is Apple's supplier, is gonna shut down. At least that's an article I read. Lots lots of lots of noise going on and uh, stagflation certainly this year. Uh, back Thank goodness, to- all we're talking about now are masks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, not shutdowns. Not all yeah. the you know. It's just like, do we wear masks or do we do we don't? You know? Yeah, exactly. Jeez, man, crazy. Uh, but the last thing, do you think we have an official recession this year, or do you think, like me, we have enough forward momentum that any real recession will be next year? What do you think? Well, I think inflation's kind of taking care of <laughs> taking care of recession, you know, because yeah. recession's negative growth for yep. you know a few consecutive quarters. Yeah, uh, I don't even know that there's a definition of how negative. Generally, <laughs> I thought, you know, maybe a, I don't even know if there's a number, yeah. but it's just it's negative growth. Negative growth quarters. That's going to be hard to achieve with inflation because inflation's just filling the gap because yeah. growth is sales. It's not profits. It's sales. Nope. You're right. It's not inflation it's adjusted. Yeah. And you're seeing earnings come out of a lot of these companies, especially this week, big earnings week. Yeah, you know, that we've had busiest of the of, week. Go ahead. I'm saying it's the busiest week for earnings. Sorry, I interrupted. My bad. Yeah, yeah, and you know, a lot of the earnings that are being reported are just because prices have gone up. So it's not like they're actually you know making more money or doing better. They just have bigger sales because prices have gone up. Yeah, lots of great. So, so you agree that any recession is likely next year. Yeah, I, you know, unless something big happens, I mean, where are we at? April? Yeah. You know, I just don't see any negative growth because there's still just so much, you know, demand out there for general things. Prices are so high right now. I don't, what I really don't think is we're going to get a grip on inflation by the end of the year. I don't think yeah. we're going to make a dent in inflation. So if you can't curb inflation, I don't think you're going to see recession. Yeah. I, I think I, once they get a hold of inflation, you might see some recession. So maybe 2023, but right now, yeah, I don't think they're going to, they're going to be able to control inflation. I think that's exactly right. I did a whole whiteboard discussion. Um, I have a playlist now called whiteboards where I basically articulated 2022 is exactly what you've highlighted. Uh, and then where I went in 2023 was the Fed is, is because now we're past November elections. We've got what we got. My guess is they get serious um, because they don't want to have inflation. Because once inflation becomes entrenched, it's it just eats, it eats at the bottom like termites in, a, in, in wood. So it's- Yeah, 2023, I mean, that's your election year, you know, for the new yep. 2024 cycle. So I think that's the year that they get real serious about inflation because they're not going to get a hold of it this year. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is the only way to curb inflation, the Fed has to come out and just boom, 100 basis points. Hammer. Hit it. Eliminate the balance sheet right now you know, come out with hundred basis points minimum, even that you're still talking about, you're still under 2%. Yeah. You know? crazy. 
Yeah. I mean, that's what's so funny is that you, they haven't really done anything to really get after it. The fact that me, the only way the Fed can curb inflation is to destroy demand. That's it. How do you destroy demand? You raise credit. You raise the cost of credit. People cut back. Producers cut back. We're already seeing inflation. Like I said, it's affecting people about 30% of the discretional income of the average person. So that's going to you know, have its impact in and of itself. But you still got to eat. You still got to get to work. You still got to put clothes on your back. So we're not going to spend that going out and doing other things, but we're going to spend more on what we're already doing. So it's kind of a wash. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. Very interesting times. Never boring. Where can people find you, Greg? Yeah. GregDickerson.com. That's where all my info is. Social media links. Go check it out. Very cool. Thank you.